It's Christmas week. Oh my God, Christmas week in 2020. We made it this far. I can't believe it. I am just so over this year. I want this year to just go away and cease to return. Yeah, this has been <laughs> quite a shitty year, 2020. Uh, pandemic. Uh, we can't go in any big social gatherings. It's very limited to what ten people, depending what state you're in. The, the rules uh, apply to wherever you are. Card subject to change. Yeah, it's it's uh, okay. I just as of this recording did a little bit of Christmas shopping for my in-laws. I walked into a Target, and there there was definitely way more than ten people, and they definitely were not six feet apart. And before you sit there and say, oh, well, we're wearing masks. Well, if wearing masks completely cuts the idea of more than 10 people per gathering, why aren't we allowed to go into stadium shows? As long as everyone's wearing a mask, right? Because well, that's usually that that's usually their excuse to when you pull like use it against them when uh, something of what they like. Uh, has more than 10 people in a gathering. I don't have an explanation besides the fact that Target is an essential business and oh. I guess an uh, arena is not. So it's essential to riot and loot. <laughs> I can't sell. I'm, I'm trying to figure this out, okay? It's essential to go in the streets and drink wine because Joe Biden won the election. I'm not a Trumper or a Biden guy. I'm just saying that seems a bit odd to me. It's almost like a pick and choose. Yeah, don't say. <laughs> you know, but with that said, 2020, we've lost a lot of a lot of great people. Not just in our personal lives. I've lost this year. I lost my aunt and my uncle due to the uh, virus. But uh, 2020 has been a terrible year in the world of Hollywood, in the, in the sports world, in the music world, in the wrestling world. It's just not been a good year. We lost a lot of great names, big names, big recognizable names we're all familiar with. I mean, where do we start? Well, why don't we start with the guy that had the nerve to start this trend, Kobe Bryant. Um, I, I was never the biggest basketball fan. I mean, I was obviously part of the trend when uh, you had Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, and all that. But growing up, there were three basketball players that you knew about, regardless if you were a fan or not. Michael Jordan, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant. You didn't know those three names, you were living under a rock. And it was a shock to me that he passed away. I think he had been retired, what, four years at that point? Maybe a little longer? Yeah. It's... I mean, whether you're a basketball fan or not, everyone has heard of that name, Kobe Bryant. His daughter died along with other people on that helicopter. Yeah, this was uh, pre-pandemic. Yeah, it was a helicopter crash. It's a very, very sad and unfortunate situation. I felt so bad for Kobe's, uh, his wife, that is she, I mean, till, till this day has to, this is her first holiday without, you know, her her man and, and her daughter. Yeah, I, I, I've been through that last year i lost my mother so i know what it's like to lose somebody but your own child as well that's fucked up man like i can't even i can't even begin to imagine what that woman's going through right now as well as 
her other children because I think she has more than one. It's 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 very unfortunate. It's just a very uh, tragic event. I mean, that was that was really the first big news of uh, 2020. Was the uh, I remember you know when when they first announced that I was saying to myself, all right, whoever's playing this practical joke, this is not funny. And then everyone started sharing the news, and then unfortunately, it was uh, it it really happened. I I couldn't believe it myself because I found out from a chat and sometimes Facebook takes a while to update because nine times out of ten I will figure it out from Facebook when people are sharing links once it's accurate but at the time that he had said it I couldn't really get confirmation but then once I was able to it was just like I was floored because he was young this that and the other like I, I he's had his uh, issues in the past just such as that one girl that accused him of rape that never went anywhere but as far as i know he never like had too much of a uh, problem when it came to drugs or liquor or anything like that he's never that out there i mean but uh outside of kobe bryant another big name i that passed away this year was uh black panther himself chadwick bosman you never seen black panther right i've well i saw bits and pieces of it at my old job um, I, I do say that I do find it commemorable that the dude that starred as Black Panther was doing that movie while he was in chemo. Yeah, um, I believe I, I read an article somewhere that he, I guess he found that he had cancer with 2014, 13, and Disney knew about it, but and, but they all you know kept it hush hush. And I guess, that's... you know, I guess Chad didn't want to go public with it until he was ready. And then Disney said, you know, okay. And then I guess they would go public as soon as Chad felt comfortable, you know, about, you know, because that's, that's big. That is big, yeah. Especially since he would start to star in a franchise that would really make its name thanks to that movie release. So he, he made himself kind of similar to Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Like you imagine him as the Black Panther. So, yeah, I mean, as of right now, they mentioned they're not going to recast the uh, the role of uh, his character Chikala, 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 T'Challa, T'Challa. Excuse me, sorry if I mispronounced uh, the Black Panther's name. But uh, mm. but it seems like they're still going to go forward with uh, with Black Panther two. Uh, we don't know what's going on with Letitia Wright. There's been rumors she's going to be taking over the main lead, possibly the filling in the shoes of the Black Panther, but. We already discussed her, what happened, you know, in a few episodes ago about her thoughts on the whole uh, vaccine. Yeah, I, I don't want to receive another uh, migraine from hearing the uh, stupidity in that whole ordeal. And as I mentioned, there's so many deaths that happened this year. I mean, we're not going to touch on every single celebrity death, but I'm just going to bring up a few more names. Uh, Alex Trebek, the host of Jeopardy. Yeah, that to me hurts because I grew up like watching Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune it's it, it would be in the same vein if Pat Sajak passed away or Vanna White it's um or well I mean he's been retired for years but Bob Barker passed away yeah those those are I mean Alex Trebek when you think of like iconic game show hosts I mean Trebek's got at least being the top three possibly number one he's probably, he's probably uh, the guy I would say yeah I mean you've got uh Chuck Woolery you've got uh Richard Dawson uh, who else do you have? I mean, oh, well, Regis Philbin with uh, which is another name that passed away this year with Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. 
yeah, he did once be a millionaire. He used to host a dame, uh, uh, daytime show uh, with Live Regis and Kelly. My God. Another wow. fortunate. Um, for any fans of the James Bond series, 007, Sean Connery, the original. Sir Sean Connery passed away. Uh, I believe he passed away on Halloween, actually. Wow, what a fucked up day to die on, man. Yeah. I mean, Sean Connery, he's been retired since 2002 after he did a League of Extraordinary uh, Extraordinary Gentlemen. He hated working on that film. was like, screw this. I'm done with Hollywood. I already have my money. I have a career. I'm a legend. I don't need to keep doing this. He hasn't really done anything since. He's been chilling at home. Sort of similar to Joe Pesci or uh, Rick Marhanis. Yeah, in a way, yeah. I know, well, Rick, he retired under different reasons. I mean, he retired because he had right. to become a father. And he chose that. And, okay, and same with Joe. He's kind of, he's like semi-retired. He's like on and off with it. It seems like he'll come out if uh, either Scorsese or Viri or some, someone like brings a good script to him and he'll, he'll be willing to do it. But for the most part, yeah, Joe Pesci, he's like retired. And uh, any fans of Van Halen, of course, the man himself, Eddie Van Halen, uh, passed away this year, October 6th. He uh, did the uh, the guitar vocals for uh, Michael Jackson's Beat It. Damn. And uh, he, he did uh, two songs I really like, Jump and uh, Running With The Devil. Yep, two great songs. I, I love those songs, too. I mean, he's uh, one of the greatest. Some Many people say he's one of the greatest guitarists of all time. He's up there with... Uh, uh, Carlos Santana, uh, Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin. Well, he he had an opportunity to join the Wild Stallions when Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan were recruiting musicians for their band. However, uh, uh, what was it? Rufus proved that he, they don't need him. So it was a missed opportunity, though. We, we lost Kelly Preston. Uh, the wife of John Travolta. She's done. Uh, she's been a lot of movies. She's done Twins. Uh, I remember she was from Dust Till Dawn. I I'm not sure what she was. She only died at 57 too. She was young. Yeah, that's uh, Kevin Green passed away. The football player turned wrestler. Yeah, Kevin Green passed away. Uh, one of the hosts of, of uh, MythBusters, the uh, Grant uh, Imahara, I believe was his last name. He passed away. Uh, Little Richard. Little Richard, uh, uh, the legendary musician. He passed away. Uh, Carl oh, Reiner. Man. For any, for any uh, fans of uh, the Jerk, he's a director. He passed away this year too. He was he was ninety eight. Kirk Douglas. Again, this man. He's one of the, considered one of the greatest actors of all time. I've never seen Spartacus. I know that's a Stanley Kubrick film. For any Stanley Kubrick fans out there that have seen that film, many people consider that to be his greatest performance. Uh, we lost Pat Patterson. Pat Patterson, for any wrestling fans, a big played a big role working for uh, WWE backstage. He came up with the concept of the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I was about to say that. So anybody who's a fan of the Royal Rumble, you have that man to thank. And was the, considered the best, what they call, finish man, where he was able to come up with great... Uh, ending sequences to matches so and the one that hurt me the most this actually hurt me because I love his role in the series but uh, Tony Lister uh, as ah, yes. that hurt Tony Lister yeah he passed away uh, I believe he also I believe before his death he announced that he had corona 
Yes. Was it? I mean, was it actually Corona, or did he have something else pre-existing, and Corona just exasperated it? Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think Corona was the one was the main prior prior uh, the main tragic to his death. I think he had something else, but you know, he announced that he had Corona, or at least his agent did that announced that he had Corona, which didn't you know help his situation. Uh, for any wrestling fans, he was Zeus and no holds barred. He uh, had a role in The Dark Knight. He played that dude in the, so- the boat where he throws the key out. Yes. Uh, yeah, he's, he's done a lot of movies. Uh, he was in uh, Jackie Brown. He was the uh, desk clerk. Mm-hmm. He, he, had, uh, he was in um, He was in an episode of uh, Fresh Prince. This is when uh, I think they go to Compton and Carlton tries to be like one of them and dresses up with like the do-rag and all that and tries to speak all abonics and goes to a certain group of people's houses and one of them is Tony Lister and there's one part where uh, Aunt Viv goes in and she's about to raise hell. Tony Lister gets up there and says, wait a minute, no don't do start with me boy! And she goes yes ma'am, just sits down. We lost uh, Jerry Stiller, uh, the father of Ben Stiller for any fans that are uh what was on that show? Uh, the King of Queens. He played uh, Kevin James's father. Uh, he was 92. He passed away. I believe he was on Seinfeld as well. He's done. He's done films with good. His son Ben Stiller. I, he was in. I know the Heartbreak Kid. I think he was on Heavyweights. He's done a lot of films. And uh, any fans of Tommy Boy, Brian uh, Dennehy, who played uh, Chris Farley's father in the film, he passed away as well. Oh yeah, Brian Dennehy. Wasn't he? Uh, didn't he play one of the? Father Montague and Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio. I believe I believe he did. Yes, uh, I know he was also in uh, the first Rambo film with Stallone. He was the sheriff that wanted him out of town. They also referenced him in South Park, the bigger, longer, uncut. They sing a song called "What Would Brian Boitano Do?" Some figure skater, and they're singing the song "What Would Brian Boitano Do If He Was Here Today." Blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, Brian Dennehy shows up and they go, What the fuck are you doing here? Well, I'm Brian Dennehy. Not Brian Dennehy. Dude, get the fuck out of here. Oh, okay. And then he just walks away. That was Brian Dennehy's uh, appearance at South Park. We lost a name in the in the music world. Uh, Kenny Rogers. Died eight. He died. He was only 81 years old. He died on March 20th. You got it. No win. No. Okay. How much more depressing is this going to get? I, uh, Max von uh, Sydow, he was in The Exorcist. He was the father. He passed away. I, James, who, James right. Lipton. <laughs> so, okay then, who didn't die? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> it's just, it's, we lost a lot of great names this year. I, I mean, again, I'm, there's plenty more names I could bring up. But you guys kind of get the gist. It's just a very unfortunate tragic year, 2020. Hopefully things can get better in 2021. No, no more celebrity deaths, please. I, I know, I know. Every year, you know, some big names gonna unfortunately pass away, but let's keep it to a minimum. Can, can we do that? And hopefully, no Corona, no more of that. No Corona. <laughs> we don't want that to be the cause of death. Uh, well, no, we just don't want it. Period. We don't want it. Period. Too. Yeah. I want. It, I want it to go away. You don't think it's gonna go away? I. I think at some point it's gonna go away. Some point. Maybe 2021 could be the answer. Maybe that could be the year. I hope to God you're right. I want you to be right more so than me. But even if it goes away, these politicians are too fucking power hungry to even give us our rights back. 
and like with this vaccine and them like balking on giving it to us and this that and the other now we don't even know what's going to happen january 6th because that's when they have to fully decide if we if biden is the actual president who the hell knows plus even if it's Biden or Trump, like a lot of these restrictions aren't by the president, they're by the governors. They're the ones that are restricting us. And oof. it's it's getting ridiculous at this point. They're just picking and choosing. Before we get to today's uh, movie discussion, I gotta promote the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/ChillingPodcast. We're on Twitter, twittercom p one Instagram at ChillingPodcast. You can rate, comment, subscribe. You can listen to this episode. Along with our other past episodes for all just one dollar, four quarters, ten dimes, twenty nickels, a hundred pennies. That's all you need to listen to this podcast and to listen to all of our other great exclusive Patreon stuff, including all our regular full episodes of the Chill and Killing Podcast. Subscribe and uh subscribe and give us one dollar today. You get great content. We promise to give you some great content. We can't promise that we're gonna be reviewing great films because well that's that's kind of the charm of this whole podcast. We're gonna we watch all these bad films so you don't have to. And today's bad film, we're gonna be reviewing the sequel to uh, our film discussion we did in our last episode, Jack Frost Two: Revenge of the Killer Mutant Snowman. Jack Frost um, Two is a uh, made-for-video film directed by the same guy we mentioned, Michael Cooney. He wrote the first film, he directed it. He's back again. Uh, doing the same thing, writing, directing this sequel, and uh, this film it's a B-movie, and it's not as bad as the first one but, I mean, the first one was basically almost felt like like, a, like one of those sci-fi films that they may advertise like, every Saturday night, I remember I used to watch wrestling, they would always advertise some like cheesy sci-fi film that they're gonna be airing, Saturday Night at 9 check out Attack of the Killer Crocodile Spiders and that's kind of what Jack Frost feels like. It feels like one of those late night sci-fi movies. Yeah, but quality is left to be desired. Although, again, to be fair on the Jack Frost movies, it's self-aware of how corny it freaking is. It's, and this one, I think, just ranks up the corniness just tenfold, especially with the character. Yeah. Yeah, this one, um, I believe it takes place, I can't remember, they, it's, it takes place a year after the events of the first film. The first film was made in 1997, this was made in 2000, so three years, you know, that's fine. Uh, most, uh, the majority of the cast comes back, including the main lead, uh, Christopher Albert, who's the sheriff, Sheriff Sam. And of course, the actor who plays uh, Jack Frost, Scott McDonald, who did the voice in the first film. He's back again to do the voice here. And I got to say, here, he's a lot more fun. He's way more over the top. And I was. <laughs> and a lot of his uh, uh, one liners were really good. <laughs> I now pronounce you totally fucking dead. I love that line. Yeah, there was like one part where he ends up like icicles and he's literally like begging for this one woman who needs to get her nipples hard during a photo shoot he starts like going right in on her because she takes one ice cube to try and make her nipples hard and puts it in her bikini top and he's just like going all out having an orgasm to which eventually she swallows the ice cube and uh, blows her head off that's one of the kills in the film but i take yeah yeah, we'll get to that because the way the way how his powers are, I'm a little confused how how it works. But we'll we'll get into that. But anyway, 
Um, we find out that the FBI uh, dug up the antifreeze where they buried uh, uh, Jack in the first film. They dug him up just to test, uh, basically just to test his uh, genetic material. So why would they do that? I don't know because, well, we need to make a sequel. That's why. Science. That's Science. Before you continue, in Borat 2, Borat, I think, had the right idea. Because he said uh, about the scientists who are spreading the coronavirus, he sat there and said, so what are we going to do to the scientists? Are we going to feed them to the bears or gas them up like the Germans? Maybe that's what they should have done with these scientists in particular. That's what, yeah, that's that's what they should have done. Well, how uh, Jack Frost comes back is that uh, basically all the antifreeze is like in a big giant tank. Like like one of those table tanks you use to put your fish in. Uh, <laughs> one of the gen- uh, one of the janitors comes in the uh, the room, you know, do do a little late night cleaning, and he accidentally spills a cup of coffee into the tank of the antifreeze. I guess the uh, the coffee dissolves the freeze and it wakes Jack up, and um, and he got out and he got freed. Now he got free in his water form, so now he's able to travel, as we mentioned in the first film, to water since snow's made out of water so he's able to make his way around so as as you said in the first film he's practically untouchable yeah and 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 what what should we say to that i mean that's that's even more the only person that would be stronger is probably freddy krueger because he can haunt you in your dreams and he's pretty much untouchable there so like at this rate what the fuck can you do he's water you can't you can't put a bullet through him yeah, either Freddy Krueger or even Pinhead from Hellraiser, because there's again there's no way to kill Pinhead unless you solve that puzzle thingy. Jack Frost es- escapes. Now we cut back to the sheriff. The sheriff is still traumatized by the events of the first film. So his wife figures, you know what? Let's go on vacation. Uh, let's go. Um, I think it was one of his uh, a, his desk clerk is getting married, and they're going on a uh, tropical island resort to uh, either get married or they're going to announce their engagement, whatever. So the sheriff and his wife decided to tag along with them because she figured it'll help clear his mind, clear his mind out Jack Frost and try to have a good time. By the way, when they shot the scene in front of an airport, that was not an airport. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> it looked like it, looked it was like the house. front door of someone's house. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wow, what a small airport. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> they they <laughs> had like the airport noise in the background. Like, ain't no airport. <laughs> Not only that, I mean, like, John Travolta has an airport in his backyard. Was it his house that they were flying out of? Like, and even then, that house looked too small to be an airport. Or his <laughs> John Travolta's house. I, I don't know. They're probably able to rent out John Travolta's house for, like, five minutes. We gotta shoot the sea quick! <laughs> yeah, but even... Come on. Like, we can only send suspend our disbelief for just, like, a little bit. Like... Okay, is this family that rich that they're able to hire John Travolta's own backyard to go ahead and fly them to an island resort? Okay. Yeah. Uh, look, we get that this is a low-budget film. I mean, <laughs> I well, know, just, that was very distracting to me. Not, not only was it a low budget, our expectations should have been exactly that low. But but as they, uh, they go to this tropical island resort, as they're on the island, we now cut to these two guys on a, uh, on a raft. Not a raft, but like uh, one of those uh, uh, airboats, those air tubes. So air tube. How the hell? What do you? How do you call it? What do you call it? Uh, I guess uh, air tubes. Uh, I don't. <laughs> a raft. The they're fighting over whatever's left in their uh, bucket of food. And the only thing that's left is a carrot. 
So they both fight over the carrot. One of the guys falls off the boat into the water and he never comes back up. Assuming now you know that Jack Frost uh, drowned him. And then Jack Frost uses the carrot that fell into the water and stabs the guy. No, not the carrot. Uh, the icicles. He stabs through the boat and stabs it and impels the guy through his stomach. Now, I don't know how the hell there's still air in that boat. I find it that it's way too convenient that the only thing left in that lunchbox is a carrot. Hmm. And what, a carrot. One of the guys said, oh, I ate, I ate everything else. What else was in that thing that was with the carrots? More carrots? Well, the only thing they ever mentioned was the candy bar that he apparently ate already. And that he bragged to the other guy that he ate. And by the way, well, the actor that, that he killed um, in the stomach, that was uh, actor Doug Jones. We meant he was probably the biggest name in this film because Doug Jones went on to have a successful career. He worked with uh, Guillermo del Toro. He's the uh, he's basically uh, whenever there's a, he needs someone to put a shit ton of makeup on. Doug Jones is the guy. He was in The Shape of Water. He was in Hellboy, Hellboy 2. Uh, he's done a shit ton of TV work. I know he's on that new Star Trek series. So um, I was quite amazed to see Doug Jones here. I was like, oh, wow. Like, <laughs> they're able to get Doug Jones to do this little scene? I guess that little two-minute scene was uh, <laughs> was how much they could afford him for. But Look, yeah, that's I, like I wonder, Doug Jones. I wonder, if they put the, I wonder if he puts this on his resume. <laughs> I I wouldn't surprise me if he does, cause because I think you didn't get distracted by all the other good films that he's been in. They're like, oh shit, he was in uh, Pan's Labyrinth. He was in uh, Shape of Water. This film also got, won a shit ton of Academies. So I think I think Jack Frost Two is gonna do a little, very little to no harm. I mean, they they say that you can like, I, I think somebody put it into perspective here. Let's say you have uh, 10 mathematical easy problems and you get nine of them right, but you get one wrong. Everyone's going to laugh at you for getting one of them wrong, then acknowledging that you got nine right. So if, if he's got all these Academy Award winning movies, but he's got Jack Frost as part of his repertoire, they're probably going to lynch onto that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the one. What's this Jack Frost 2? Oh, is that that Michael Keaton film? They made a sequel? Oh, okay. <laughs> a killer snowman. Oh, wow. What were they thinking? So Jack Frost is so powerful, he's able to travel through the ocean just to get to this island resort where the sheriff is at because, of course, he wants revenge on the sheriff. Now, how the hell did he know the sheriff was at this island? How did he find them? <laughs> well, they later claimed that... that um when uh, the sheriff tackled Jack Frost into the antifreeze I, th I believe he had a cut on his hand or something and his blood got mixed in with the antifreeze so therefore Jack Frost is mentally connected to the sheriff so somehow that explains oh he knows where the sheriff is at at all times from his hand and to the antifreeze that mixed in genetically I what? And not only that, at least that part explains the last part of the film, but we'll get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there, but um, one at a time. So Jack Frost makes his way to the island. Uh, we can talk about some of the death scenes. Uh, he kills these, he starts killing everyone one by one. He kills these girls. Uh, that was at like a little beach campfire one by one. We mentioned Yeah, the there, was, um, there was one that I wanted to mention. It's the one where he's in a tree, it looks like. And he's trying to impale this girl with the... the icicle but he keeps missing and he says that he's out of practice 
So at this point, he just gets frustrated and creates a fucking anchor and just smushes her to death. Like like in uh, one of the uh, Bugs Bunny cartoons. Oh, God. It was even worse. It looks so hokey. <laughs> that was one of my favorite scenes. It looks so hokey. It worked. It's actually mentioned Jack Frost is a pretty powerful guy. So then her friend comes over to look for this girl. She sees the boss. She's like, oh, my God. And as, and as she's like, walking backwards in shock uh you see icicles coming up from the snow and she ends up stepping on one of them falls back and then the rest of the icicles you know impale through her killing her and then we get to the last girl jack frost is uh saying i'm here i'm here i'm over here and then stabs her in the eyes he is not only powerful he he like literally he's even worse when it comes to freddy krueger with his one-liners like except again at least with um Jack Frost is self-aware. But the funny thing is, is that the guy who runs this vacation island is, like, trying to hide the fact that there are murders going around. Because you don't want it to go around that somebody's getting murdered, not knowing that this person could just come back and kill. Yes, he's trying everything he in his power to, like, sweep all this under the rug. Oh, well, it was a shark attack. It was this. It was that. <laughs> Every little excuse in the book he could find to try to cover up these murders. Because he doesn't want a, a murder going around to kill all the uh, tourist attraction. Yeah, you, you don't, you don't want to kill the tourist attraction, but you want to kill the actual tourists on your island. So Jack, uh, so we later found out that Jack Frost uh, disables the uh, satellite tower, or the wires in the satellite towers. Now, the people in the island can't call for help or try to get help on the outside. And by the time they do get help, or or whatever, the next batch of people come in won't be for like another couple of days. So until then, they're basically on their own. Oh, and then we later, <laughs> and then we later get to the model as we mentioned. Uh, Jack Frost uh, disguises himself as like ice cubes. And I guess he could. It's like multiple people. It's like like he's like talking to himself. He's like, all right, boys, get into the bucket. Woo woo woo. <laughs> And they're all having a conversation with each other, apparently. Like, they all... It's like, he can have a conversation with himself with multiple different ice cubes. Making it sound... But what I can't understand is, they weren't able to hear his voice? Guess not. I guess it's almost like the Rugrats effect. The babies can understand each other, but but the adults can't understand the babies. Maybe they can't hear the ice... I don't know! I don't know! <laughs> they can understand him in other arms? I <laughs> I guess the model can't hear the ice cube going, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, orgasming over being on someone's boob. Okay. Okay. So she uh, takes another ice cube, puts it in her mouth, chews on the ice cube, and <laughs> Jack Ross is like, oh, you're so fucking dead. <laughs> oh, my God. And then he somehow makes her head explode. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> well, listen, there's so many things that he's doing that we just can't explain. He's He does way more crazy shit in this movie than he did in the first one. Yeah, they really they really up the antique on the craziness here. Um, he kills a model. He kills a photographer. Uh, he ends up killing this one girl in the swimming pool. Uh, she was swimming naked. He uh, As she was swimming in the water... He frees the water, and basically the girl ended up drowning, which is oh, which is kind of a really shitty way to die. <laughs> and the last vision you see is a snowman. 
There's one part where Jack Frost finally makes himself visible and he throws a snowball at somebody and it makes <laughs> yeah. their arm off. <laughs> Jack, yeah, Jack Frost, uh, he has to, I guess he has the power to make it snow as well. So he made it snow on the island. Everyone on the island is like, oh, snow! Snow on the yeah, island! No, nobody, nobody ever bothered to question that this was 100 degrees like, maybe a few hours ago, and then it just started snowing out of nowhere. They just, like, they didn't even bother questioning it. They were just like, oh, okay. So they're like, okay, this is great. They all start having a snowball fight while the sheriff's, like, freaking out. Like, wait, they like this is not... Like, he's the only one that's questioning all this. And everyone's like, oh, you know, this happens. <laughs> who, who was that one character? I forget his name. His name was, like, Super Fun or Captain Fun. Captain Fun, yeah. Oh my god, he was absolutely obnoxious. First of all, if I'm sleeping late at in like late at night or uh, like towards the morning, and then I wake up and Captain Fun's right there, I'm gonna punch him in the face. Like th- this was reminiscent of when Squidward is trying to sleep and he wakes up, pulls the covers, and sees that SpongeBob and Patrick are next to him, about to celebrate <laughs> his birthday, which wasn't his birthday. Like, what the fuck would you do? Like in Squidward's case, he just stands there moping until they actually get out of there, and then he just screams at them. But I think I would be like these, mo- like like you said, I'd be like, get the fuck out of my goddamn bed. Yeah, the yeah the Captain Fun guy who was very goofy. You had the um, the old man who was basically at the boss in charge, the one who was trying to cover up everything. You had the Jamaican bartender who's like his assistant, and then you had the uh, the eye patch guy who apparently was in the first movie. I don't know if he was... Is that the same actor? I don't really remember him. He was one of the FBI guys. Yeah, he was the FBI guy with the beard who basically got his eye impaled. With uh, Right. That was Brian. Yeah. But I think it was a different actor. Okay, I figured. I was like, they must have changed actors. Okay. So those are like your four big characters that are on the island that's that's around the sheriff, his wife, and the other two. Uh, Let's see. We mentioned... Let's see. It's snowing... Everyone's having a good time. Okay, then we mentioned Jack Frost came out, threw a snowball at this one guy, his arm <laughs> fell off, and the blood started squirting everywhere. <laughs> oh my god. It was it was almost as bad as like when Evil Dead when the woman's fucking face fell and her face smat, like literally smushed away and then all the blood just hit Ash Williams in the face. Like it seemed like any time Ash Williams towards the end of that film went anywhere, they had to throw like a bunch of mush into his face. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was... But oh, at the, the same whole... time, this scene was so much fun. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that <laughs> okay. His arm gets thrown off. Somebody gets their eye impaled, like always, because you know that that's our resolution to things. Yeah, another guy got snow, uh, multiple snowballs thrown at him to death. I guess it killed him. And um, there's one point. Okay, so there's what? What's the main character? The sheriff. He basically had like a bit of antifreeze on him, and he threw it on an actual snowman, but it didn't work. And then the actual Jack Frost comes. Blah blah blah. So they got to try and set a trap. So they set a trap of antifreeze. The dude, the Jack Frost, falls in it, but he survives. He doesn't die like in the first film. This time he survives. Apparently he's stronger now. Not sure how or why he's stronger. Was it because all, I guess all the time the scientists, 
or experimenting on him in the beginning that made him stronger? Was it the coffee? It was never explained. He was just stronger. Yeah. I mean, he still got hurt by it, but... But it didn't kill him like it did... Or it didn't, like, dissolve him like it did in the first film. So, now they gotta come up with a new strategy to get get rid of this guy. And, by the way, when they were setting up this trap, where the hell was Jack Frost? Because he was able to just jump into the snow and then disappear. Where the hell does he go for that time being? I have no idea. Like, he has no capability of, like, setting traps there. But huh. when he was traveling in the beginning, like, when he killed that model, model, it was just a carrot nose. So you would assume he's able to travel through the snow because of the water. I mean, if anything, he, ne- he never really does have to appear to be a snowman again. He can just use his icicles to kill everyone. Dude, so why bother fine. coming back in a snowman form and just stay as water? You're trying to find logic in this fucking film, dude. Think about that. So, before he goes or he jumps into the snow and disappears, he coughs up a little snowball. Almost like how a cat would, like, cough up a hairball. It's kind of what happened here. He disappeared. The, uh, the sheriff and the gang, they grab that snowball, bring it inside, and they notice that the snowball's not melting, it's not dissolving. It's just like, uh, it's just like a, a, a circle. A circle snowball and it's not moving. Well, eventually it does move and it, it almost like it just hatches like a little baby snowball. And of course, the Captain Fun guy, he's like, Oh, it's so cute. Dad, that it's calling me daddy. I think I should raise him. I think it's like, Kill dad, dad. Or kill dad, dad. He's like, Kill dad, dad. And then he just like, they paled him. Killed him in the face. They grab the snowball. They're trying to kill it by uh, they're putting it in a blender. It's not working. Microwave. It's not working. They're doing everything they can, but the snowball keeps reforming it to its little self. It's almost acting like a little gremlin. Yeah, we'll get to that. Sure. Yeah, it's like a little gremlin, a little critter. So as they realize this happening, they, they figure, oh my god, this there's probably more of these around the whole island. We should check it out. So the gang splits up. They uh they start capturing some of them, and I believe that the eye patch guy got killed by a uh, a shed full of them. Yeah, of course his blood had to splurt onto the lamp, just like the one dude's arm just splurting all over the place. Come on. Uh, yeah, so he gets killed by that, and they capture these things, but they don't know how to kill him. Like like you said, they put it in a waffle iron. That didn't do anything. Uh, I believe it was the the wife of the sheriff. She was at the bar and noticed uh, one of the, uh, again, those little snowball critters was attacking a couple of the guests. I can't remember what she did. I don't know if she threw, yeah, she was just throwing multiple bottles at the uh, snowball and then went, and then she ended up throwing like a, a banana uh, cocktail at the snowball and the snowball melted, well, it melted, exploded and died. And then she realized, holy shit, what's in this cocktail? And she went to the, um, yeah, she went to one of the people and said, it's this cocktail. Whatever's in it uh, killed the, the, the baby snow, snow, the snow baby. And the guy mentioned, oh, it's a little bit of this, this, that, and banana. And she's like, banana? And then it hit her, her husband, the sheriff, he's allergic to banana. And, of course, we mentioned earlier that uh, the snow, the snowman, Jack Frost, and the sheriff have a connection. And since they had that connection, that means Jack Frost is also allergic to the same things that the sheriff is allergic to. And the sheriff is allergic to banana. And since these baby snowballs are descendants of Jack Frost, that means they're all allergic to banana. 
So they make a like a, a banana shake, put in their water guns, make a water, uh, yeah, uh, water balloons with the banana shake, and then they go out on a killing spree. And they actually tend to make the scene as sad as possible to make you feel sorry for these little snowball creatures. Because uh, there's one scene where one of them is crawling to Jack Frost in such pain and suffering. And Jack Frost is like trying to comfort it, but then it eventually dies in his hand. And even Jack Frost like shares a tear and he's like, time to kill. Like, oh my god. <laughs> he looks at the camera, it's killing time. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> and after all this that happened, the old man, the boss of the island, is still trying to come up with excuses on to explain everything that's happened. <laughs> still trying to sweep all this under the rug. Well, uh, nothing to sweep because then as soon as that ha- they start talking about it, Jack Frost slices the neck of the dude that makes the drinks and the dude that makes excuses. So, fuck them both. Jack Frost kills them too. The uh, the desk clerk, the one that's supposed to be getting married, and her boyfriend um, run off into the freezer. They lock themselves in the freezer, leaving the wife by herself. And Jack Frost, uh, how, how would you explain this? He basically, like, cornered her, made a cube of himself, and then slowly yeah. crushed her. Yeah, tried to crush her, but then uh, tried to crush her in a box, and then he turned into his actual self. And then that's when the sheriff came out and shot an arrow of bananas at Jack Frost, and that's when he exploded. And then that was the end of Jack Frost. When, now, what's weird is that when Jack Frost, like, crushed her and then he came back to his normal self, wouldn't he have stabbed his wife, too? You would think. But, again, this movie didn't stay consistent with certain things, so let's just pretend that never happened. Okay, so uh, Jack Frost explodes, so there's snow... All over the floor, he finds his wife, he carries her to the beach, and they live happily ever after to uh, close the credits of the film. But we get two ending credits. We get one on a boat, on a ship, uh, following a Japanese crew. They're almost like hinting at, like, there's something coming out of the water, almost hinting at, like, how the original Godzilla film started. But then it cuts to a giant carrot crushing the boat. What the fuck? Oh my god, I really want to know what type of fucking acid these guys were on when they came up with the movie concept here. I really do. I uh, They really were on to something. This is crazy nonsense. And then we cut to our second end credit scene. After uh, the credits rolled, it cuts back to the uh, those couple that locked themselves into the freezer. And they were still locked in the freezer and they couldn't get out. The door had to be open from the outside for them to get out. And then it just faded to black, and then that was the end of the movie. Oh! We're forgetting one scene in particular that was really ridiculous. There was these two, shall we say, dudes. Oh, yes, yes. They're drinking warm beer, and then they see this freezing pole. So one of them says, you should lick it. And he goes, dude, that's stupid. My tongue will get stuck. He's like, no, I'll just, you stick your tongue on the pole and I'll pour this warm beer down and it'll make it cool again. Oh, see! And then he does it, gets his tongue stuck, and uh, he's trying to get loose, and then all of a sudden Jack Frost comes to help him and then pulls his head out and his tongue gets ripped out. His tongue's just hanging on the pole there. Yeah, they really, 
amped up the the goofiness and the uh, over the, the cheesiness in this film. I thought you couldn't get, I thought you really couldn't get any worse than the first one, but this one, they did it. Mm. And well, to the movie's credit, it made it a lot more fun. It definitely was more eventful for sure. I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna take that away from this film. I will never forget this film as long as I live. It's always going to remain as something that I will surely remember for years to come. Honestly, if you guys like these types of movies, like the over the topness, especially if you're a fan like an Evil Dead, I would recommend this movie. I recommend it over the first one. I yes. would watch the first one again. The first one was kind of like, eh. This one at least was corny enough to where you can laugh at how stupid it is. But. I don't know if I put it on the level of people that, but that's just me. No, I mean, I meant it more so of like, if you like, I mean, some people may not like Evil Dead stuff, how like cheesy, especially when it comes to the second film. Obviously, the first one was more of a serious one, but the second one kind of went towards more uh, uh, a cheesy level. And this, this, this Jack Frost is kind of there, but they went way more over the top and with less of a budget. I, th- I think with that aspect, you would get a kick out of this. And I did. Wasn't this direct-to-video? Yeah, these two were direct-to-video films. I mean, to me, they kind of have, like, that schlock sci-fi quality to them. Like, I can see, like, sci-fi channel airing these. Really? They, they would actually put their integrity on the line putting these films up? Oh, my God! If you have seen the movies they put on that channel, you'd be like, oh, this, this would be nothing. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I don't watch the sci-fi channel, so... Well, here's, well, here's a little fact for you. Uh, in December 2016, writer and director Michael Cooney revealed that there were plans for a second sequel in the series, which would have featured a giant Jack Frost known as Jackzilla. This film would have picked up a decade following the ending of the second film, with a giant Jack Frost laying loose on a city, causing destruction and mayhem. Cooney expressed interest in making a third installment due to the advance in special effects, and would be happy if someone would be willing to help him make it as long as it holds a special place in his heart. So even though I know the actor that plays the sheriff, Christopher Allport, passed away in 2008, he's still open to do a sequel. The problem is nobody wants to fund it. <laughs> well, nobody wanted to fund the first two. I, I'm i surprised. I'm pretty sure. Oh, <laughs> part of me kind of wants to see this movie. <laughs> I mean, maybe out of morbid curiosity, I'd go see it. But like... <laughs> in the year 2020 when, when some of this stuff is considered quote unquote offensive like I don't even know if he could get away with certain shit like this I again maybe if the sci-fi channel if he was a pitch this to them I think they would do it there's so many streaming platforms it could be a Netflix movie a Hulu movie Disney Plus <laughs> oh god yeah Disney Plus I'm sure they'll they'll jump at the idea of Jack Frost. I mean, never mind, not- they got their hands full with Marvel or uh, Star Wars. Let's go and really dig our heels into Jack Frost. <laughs> you mean the Michael Keaton one? No, no. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> the serial killer cla- or the serial killer Iceman who, who was genetically, genetically mutated into water aka snow. Yes, that one. But how, how would they explain that Jack became a giant? How did he get this big? 
Well, they never explain why he would still want to be a snowman. They never explain how why he did it. They never explain how he found where the sheriff is vacationing at because they have a connection. That doesn't mean nothing. Bye. That doesn't give away his location on a, on a on Google they, Maps. They, yeah. Well, maybe his brain was Google Maps. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Someone needs to make this happen. I think he should go on a GoFundMe and see what happens. He may get like five hundred dollars. He might. I mean, as of right now, our our chill, our uh, fractured skulls. We're getting more money than uh, Jack Frost three. Oh, is that right? Uh, totally better than the first one. I will really say that. Much more rememberable. Corny as hell. I could definitely see people who are into goofy ass uh, horror, like comedy horror. This is definitely up your alley. So, give it a shot. Why not? I give this... I... I... I, I don't recommend this film to everybody. You gotta you gotta have a charm for these types of films. If you're a fan of The Room, Troll Two, uh, any of these B movie schlocks, I would recommend it to you. That I would recommend it to that type of audience. Yeah, if you're expecting Godfather Academy of Oh no, <laughs> not even Godfather Three. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 setting yourself up for a hard heaping disappointment. Well, uh, the holiday season is coming up. You need that one Christmas film. What better than Jack Frost 2? Yeah, well, what better way to celebrate the holidays than to watch a killer snowman trying to impale people in their eyes? <laughs> Dropping anchors on, on, on hot m- women. And then uh, melt himself into ice and coal so he can go inside a woman's bikini top while <laughs> she's wearing it. And have an orgasm. But hey, we're not done yet. I mean, we still have one more Christmas film to review before we conclude our December in 2020. We're going to be reviewing Santa Slay starring Bill Goldberg on our next episode. I cannot wait. I can. (laughs) You haven't seen it yet. This is going to be a first time viewing for you. Uh, Yeah, I mean, at least these other films I had seen previously and now... Oh my god. I, I gotta see if he gives a jackhammer or a spear at some point. <laughs> I Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> no, no, no! <laughs> uh, Guys, uh, thank you for listening. We had a lot of fun reviewing this film. <laughs> yeah. With that said, uh, we'll be back with Santa Slay. I, I have no better way to close this episode than that. Well, for Oxide, I'm Terminator Travis. See you guys next time. Maybe.